Yo, this shit looks crazy. Things are getting weird. What the hell is going on? This is what the world looks like now. Things are getting weird. But all I know, all I know. Wake up, 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 wake twice but they didn't know why and that I would have to speak to a supervisor. Every military ballot that was logged into the system had a birth date of January 1st, 1900. When I when I got down there on the morning of the 4th night, I ran into uh, Randy Bishop. He said, Brian, I was here all night. What What's going on here is unbelievable. He said, let me show you something right now before I leave. So he walked me over to the high-speed scanners and tabulators, and he said, see all these Ethernet lines running out of the uh, tabulators? He said, these are all hooked into the Internet, and that is illegal, and it should not be happening because it opens them up to hacking. I'm very familiar with the Internet, Ethernet cable routers and modems every single tabulator in that long table was connected to a computer that computer was connected to the internet via Ethernet cables we tracked it down long extensions of Ethernet cables was piled up to hide what we got down on our knees and found which was a high-speed commercial router we saw it with our own eyes. Many people can verify this. Patrick Kobeck went to Christopher Thomas and a Mr. Nathan and a Mr. Baxter, election officials in Detroit. We asked them as I was witnessing the conversation, are those connected to the internet? No. You have to trust us. I'm willing to take a lie detector test I know Mr. Kobeck will, and many others that you've heard from today. My question to you, will Chris Thomas, Mr. Nathan, and Mr. Baxter do the same? We want a full forensic audit in Wayne, Macomb, Oakland, Kent County, and Antrim County before you guys, before, before you guys, before you guys can certify this election because it has not been truly certified based on the fraudulent activities that took place in this state. And before you vote, I wish somebody would reach out to leadership and tell them to please stop saying we haven't seen any evidence to overturn the election yet. We have, please, please do not send any electors to the Electoral College on December 14th until those full forensic accountings are done in Wayne, Macomb, Oakland, Kent, and Antrim counties. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Mr. Bishop. Show us the facts. We want to see the ballots. We want to see the poll books. We want to see the cables, the tabulators. We want to see it all. And if you prove to us, Mr. Biden, with all due respect, we'll accept you as our president. We will accept you as our senators and our state representatives to heal this state and to heal this country. I have not lived for 62 years with kids, grandkids, and great-grandkids to see this election stolen, which is what we believe. Prove us wrong. There's laws on the books. I understand the election law. 
you're going to be held accountable that if you don't send electors or you send the Republican electors, you broke the law. No, I say you responded to a higher law. You responded and appealed to God and you did the right thing in your own morals and your values and the principles for the people of this state and for our country. And if you don't, God help us. So that was from the Michigan Oversight Election Committee. And they had, I don't know the amount of witnesses that came forward like that gentleman we just heard. But this woman is wonderful. Listen to what she says. I just do take it and uh, do something crazy to it. I'm just saying the numbers are not off by 30,000 votes. So I know what I saw. That they're filling in. I know what I saw. And I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. Okay. Did you? Okay, we're. They didn't want to deal with that because you know why? Because they can't go to jail for their lies because they sit behind that bench. And that's exactly why. See, these politicians, they make up their own rules to protect their asses. God, I can't stand that. Well, this is Everything Under the Sun podcast, Political Insta Stories, episode number 33. It's December 4th, 2020, and we're going to get right into it. There has been a lot going on. When you see the uh, mainstream media saying, without proof, it's all a conspiracy, it's just them, they're sore losers, da-da-da. Now, this is happening all over the country, in all the swing states and others, Nevada, Michigan, Georgia. Um, we'll talk about Georgia a little later. Pennsylvania. You know, this this was planned. Uh, the Democrats, they really did well with this mail-in voting scheme and setting everything up. I mean, they're capturing them on video now. They were having trucks pulling in, like all this crazy stuff, um, saying it's not hooked up to the Internet, even though it is, saying it's not going to other countries like Germany, which it did saying all these lies and um and and the look on these people's faces on um, like they look at us and the people that are coming forward with these affidavits like they're just disgusted by them like how dare you how dare you say this election was a fraud cuz Joe Biden won you know it's like come on you could, you could just see the disdain. And these people, like, I don't know who they think they are, but they work for us. And they better start, you know, recognizing that. Because I think people might be starting to get a little angry. Um, and just to uh, maybe shed some light on that, there was a uh, Stop the Steal rally in Georgia. Um, I have a little bit of weird information about this, but... Listen to this for a minute. We're going to send a message. We're going to send a message from Wills Park in Alpharetta, Georgia to the state capitol in the Golden Dome of Georgia. To the tin roof of the governor's mansion of Georgia. We're going to send them a message. And the message is this. It's 1776 in America again. 
And you're not going to take our freedom. We're going to fight for our liberty. We're going to send that message from Wills Park today, and we're going to send it all the way over to Beijing, China. We're not going to let you take our country over. Never going to happen on our watch. This is America. You picked a fight with the wrong people. send that message we're going to send that message to George Soros get out of our country George Soros we are not going to allow ourselves to go back into the polling booth and you hear us out Governor Kemp you hear me while you hide in your closet and you hear us, you hear the people, Brad Raffensperger. And I want Lieutenant Governor Jeffrey Duncan to hear it too. And the guy that's making a ton of money, Gabriel Sterling, you listen up, Gabriel. You're not going to sell our votes to China. We're not going to vote on your damn machines made in China. We're going to vote on machines made in the USA. I'll tell you what, I believe that a great man one time called upon the black Americans to take action. We're not here for violence. But Martin Luther King Jr. believed in nonviolent civil disobedience, civil disobedience. I want you to go to the governor's mansion. I want you to circle it. I want you to blow your horns until Brian Kemp comes out and orders a special session of the Georgia legislature. Get us our legislature and tell everybody we want our legislator to meet and we want him to fix the mess that he created. And then he can resign. And then as far as I'm concerned, lock him up. There's a few others that need to go with him. All right, now that was Lynn Wood. With this guy, he definitely amped everybody up at this rally in Georgia, the Stop the Steal rally. But I don't know if they're putting hit pieces out on him or if they're actually telling the truth. But I'm hearing that he has donated a lot of money to Democrats, but up and a lot of you know republicans have don't uh donated to democrats in the past even in donald trump so you know that doesn't exclude anybody and we're not like that over here you know the i would say the maga party at least and the republicans are usually not like that 
But the, I'm, I'm hearing stories that the Democrats are pretending to be Republicans because they don't want the Republicans to vote in the Georgia uh, runoff because they want to win because then they will, like I said on what past three episodes, that if they control all three branches of government, we are screwed. We are screwed, screwed, screwed. So, but there's a lot of dirty tricks being played right now down in Georgia. And like, you know, I heard they said, like, you know, it's the truth, man. But the devil went down to Georgia. So we better be careful and make sure we got people down there representing and getting the Republicans in there. So we have some kind of way to fight back against these crazy ideas and crazy bills that Nancy's throwing around, okay? Some of the bills I agree with, like this uh, decriminalizing marijuana, even though I don't smoke marijuana, decriminalizing it across federally, I have no problem with. I, I think that'd be a lot of tax money. But see, what they do is, see, this is what Democrats do, is they make these bills, and they're like, oh, this is this bill. But inside the bill, they have all these crazy things, but they don't talk about that. And then when the bill gets slammed down by the Republicans, because the Republicans actually look into the bills because the the Democrats are known for this, then they say, oh, well, the Republicans just keep shutting it down and they then they don't want this and da-da-da. It's all just big trick, illusionary, smoke and mirrors, blah, blah, blah. So if you're not paying attention, you just think like, you know, you think, oh, Republicans don't want marijuana legalized or decriminalized. But no, it's not that. It's it's a lot more complicated than that, just like everything else is in life. I want to play a little bit more audio. I know we've had a lot of audio on this episode, but um, Sidney Powell talking at that Stop the Rally. They're also saying, or Stop the Steel Rally, they're also saying that she's a Democrat and she's all in disguise and stuff. I'm hearing all these crazy things, but... I think they're just trying to tear us apart, you know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, we shall see. We just need to, you know, watch our backs and make sure that we're paying very, very close attention and uh, keep our eye on Georgia and keep our eyes on the players. You know what I mean? Because we don't want to get knifed in the back because they're playing, like I said, dirty, dirty games. I mean, it's legit. Game of Thrones in Georgia right now. So just understand that. So on a lighter note, um, I would like to talk about. Actually, yeah, I'll do one like quick story and then we'll get into the. The sadness. <laughs> okay, anyway. All right. So AOC Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez was wearing a shirt that she's selling now. It's called anti-rich hoodie. It's an anti-rich hoodie or whatever. And um, she's selling it, I think for $58 or $48 or something like that, which is kind of expensive. I mean, you know, when uh, I was in high school, I used to get $60 hoodies because they had like skate brands on them and you can only get them like skateboarding stuff was always super expensive to close because you can only get them from like, you know, CCS or like certain places. And, like, they're always startup companies, so they had to, you know, 
it was so that's why they were so expensive. Um, but they were always good quality, and uh, I loved them. Anyway, <laughs> to get back to the story, she's selling anti-rich hoodies that are, you know, probably made in China for $2 and she's selling them for, you know, $58, $48, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was funny. AOC is just a clown, man. She is a clown. Um, here's one good story. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who James O'Keefe is. I might've talked about him before on the podcast, but he, um, He's he's the the guy that does that project Veritas and they go in secretly to like CNN, Facebook, Big Tech, all these corporations and they get whistleblowers and they get all this inside information. It's awesome what he does. This guy's a real journalist, James O'Keefe. Um check him out guys. Uh, project Veritas, James O'Keefe. Anyway, so they have these things called the CNN tapes. So what he did was somehow he got some from some insider got a way to listen in on CNN on their morning calls and what they talk about. So how they're getting ready, how what they want to do with the news that day. And Jeff Zucker, which is, you know, the guy like that runs it, who's actually probably getting fired now from AT&T because AT&T actually owns CNN and they realize CNN is doing bad and they want to sell it. So Jeff might be getting fired soon. But anyway, so this guy, I mean, this guy, he has control. He tells his reporters exactly what they're supposed to write. Okay. What they're supposed to write on Twitter, what they're supposed to write on, you know, on their shows, what they're supposed to talk about, how they're supposed to talk about it, who they're supposed to take down when they're supposed to take him down, all this stuff. I mean, this guy runs this ship like Blackbeard, man. This guy's no joke. And if you mess up, you are walking the plank. And what they'll do to you is funny, too. This is what they'll do to you. All right. Let's say you whistle blow on them or you do something. What they'll do is they will call the cops or whoever they call, and they'll say, this person hasn't been acting right. Um. Uh, we like to do a welfare check and then they'll have the cops or whoever come to your house. And then they say that you have mental problems and then everyone thinks you're crazy. So nobody will believe anything you say after that. That's your game. Google did that to this one whistleblower. These people are crazy and this is all real. You don't believe me? Look it up. I am telling the truth. This happened uh, with Project Veritas. Um, and uh, whistleblower for Google. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, let me play some of the tapes for you. There you go. The Hunter Biden story was an explosive blow against Joe Biden leading up to the presidential election. But listen on this 9 a.m. editorial conference call at CNN, how President Jeff Zucker chooses to not cover this important story. I think uh, on the right part, New York Post, Fox News, rabbit hole of Hunter Biden, which I don't think anybody outside of that world understood last night. The Wall Street Journal reported that uh, their review of all corporate records so showed no role for Joe Biden uh, on the um, uh, uh, on the Chinese deal. And yes, I do put more credibility in the Wall Street Journal than I do in the New York Post. Um, 
obviously, uh, we're not going with the uh, New York Post story uh, right now on Hunter Biden, and uh, which seems to be uh, giving its marching orders to Fox News and the right-wing echo chamber about what to uh, talk about today. Obviously, Hunter Biden's lawyer is quoted in that New York uh, Post piece, and we'll just continue to report out this is the very stuff that the president was impeached over. This is the stuff that Senate committees looked at and found nothing wrong in uh, Joe Biden's uh, interactions uh, with Ukrainians and uh, now having an email that uh, perhaps there was a meeting with someone uh, from Burisma is, uh, uh, it seems, uh, Rudy Giuliani's sort of dream of vision of, of how to throw stuff at the wall in these closing days of the campaign. Hey, Jeff, it's just David on the Burisma story, and we should be awfully careful about that, obviously. But I do think there's a media story of what in the world are uh, Maggie Haberman and uh, Jake Sherman doing retweeting that story. There's a term for what Rudy Giuliani is suspected of being, which is useful idiot. Uh, and then on the, the Rudy Giuliani story, this is a really important story. Uh, it gets tied to the Hunter by email disinformation campaign. That's the way we do this because it's all tied in part and parcel of one. I know Washington is, is working on putting that all together. From America's mayor to useful idiot. Okay, so that's literally a fraction of what the CNN tapes have. So check out that Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, so you can hear all the tapes. It's insane. But it's what we already knew. You know what I mean? It's We knew CNN, MSNBC, ABC, all those networks uh, were run like that. We know that. We already know it. Come on. But uh, this is my favorite one. This is the one where they find out. <laughs> he finds out that uh, James O'Keefe's on the line, and they know exactly who James O'Keefe is. So, yeah, listen to this. You're unmuted. Hey, Jeff Zucker, are you there? Hey, yes. this is James O'Keefe. Uh, we've been listening to your CNN calls for basically two months, uh, recording everything. Um, just wanted to ask you some questions, if you have a minute. Uh, do you still feel you're the most trusted name in news? Because I have to say, from what I've been hearing on these phone calls, I don't know about that. I mean, we've got a lot of recordings that indicate you're not really that... Uh, independent of a, of a journalist. Okay. Um, thank you for uh, thank you for uh, your comments. Um, so everybody, in light of that, I think what we'll do is we'll we'll set up a, a, a new system and we'll uh, we'll be back with you. We'll do the rest of the call uh, a little bit later. We're going to okay. release those recordings today at seven o'clock. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye -bye. So um, you just heard me talk to. Uh, uh, president of CNN, Jeff Zucker, and inform him that um, uh, that we are going to release uh, a number of recordings today. Uh, I unmuted myself into the conference line, and they're still on there. They're listening to me right now. Uh, this is being live streamed for those of you still on the call. Um, and uh, we've recorded for a while, and we have clips of various producers talking, the president talking, describing uh, their motives, describing... Uh, their political philosophy, describing how they don't cover certain things and certain political parties tell them to cover things a certain way. Lots of little clips that takes us into the minds and hearts of our people, the powers that be, that inform us because government is downstream from media. So we're going to be releasing these tapes thanks to one of our sources, one of our brave insiders has given us this information. And um, as you can see, they're still milling about on the call. They're 
listening to me right now, they have to quote, change their system uh, and get a different dial-in, I guess, now because we've compromised dial-in. Well, I guess Tosh. you need to change the channel, huh? Uh, change the number, huh? Is that Zucker there? Star six again. You're unmuted. Hey, Jeff, you still there? Yeah. They're still on there. Yeah, so we don't want to change the channel, really. We want to stay on the channel. Um, we think it's important for the American people to, to know how you make the sausage, right? How you, to quote Noam Chomsky, manufacture consent. You know, consent should not be manufactured. It should be informed. People should be an informed populace to make informed decisions. So there you have it, folks. Um, live streaming the CNN 9 a.m. conference call. It was abruptly ended when James O'Keefe. Thanks for using the AT&T teleconferencing service. AT&T, isn't that the company that Zucker is being fired from? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they abruptly ended the conference call when I dialed in, and uh, unfortunately for them, we've been recording for a while. So, um, what else can I say? Nothing else to say. Um, that was awesome. And uh, he needs to keep doing what he's doing, man, because uh, you're doing, I think, America a very great service by showing people what's really going on and how they manufacture and how they put together narratives for certain reasons, how they're controlled by certain parties, how they use uh, people's tragedy, like uh, people's sons dying or daughters or getting uh, kidnapped or raped and use it to perpetuate some narrative to make themselves more money or get some political party to have more power or to do some other type of thing instead of just reporting the news. That's it. Just informing the Americans of what is going on, not with a spin, but there always is spin, isn't there? So, but anyway, um, so yeah, so that's pretty cool. Check that out. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, dude's awesome. Um, one other thing I would like to get into, uh, I'm hearing, which is a little upsetting to me, very upsetting to me, is that, Joe Biden, one of his first things that he wants to do if he does become president is put back the critical race theory that Trump took out of our government and other institutions that us as United States taxpayers pay for. And I, for one, do not want to pay for people and children to be indoctrinated with evil, evil ways of thinking and this critical race theory, which is a backwards ass way of thinking in light terms. And I've, I've spoken about this before. I did a, uh, actually I did a whole podcast on it and critical race theory is not what it sounds like. What it is, is teaching people to be victims. It's also shaming others for things they have not done. Okay. It's pretty much the exact opposite of what Martin Luther King wanted. Um, it also is, 
it will rot you to your core if you are taught this from both sides, okay? From both sides. If you are, you might think, if you, you know, if you say you're African American, you're Hispanic, whatever, um, you might think, oh, I am oppressed. Oh, you know, there's more white people in America and it seems like they're all rich and all of us are poor. No, there's a lot of poor white people. Okay, trust me. There's more poor white people than there are poor not white people in this country. Haven't you ever heard of a trailer park? Damn, man. Anyway, so yeah, this critical race theory thing is a disgusting, disgusting way to look at the world. And I believe, like I said, it will rot you to the core. And it needs to be like, that's the thing. Like they're indoctrinating kids in schools with this. They're indoctrinating kids in college with this. They are using this to control the masses. This is how you split and divide a country, okay? And why would, would you want to divide and split a country? So you could take that country over or so you could control that country, vice versa, and or. So my point is what I'm saying is that these things that are being taught by these liberal professors who think that they're very, very smart because, you know, they did go to Harvard, but you weren't that smart because you spent a lot of money on a degree that you probably really can't do anything with because all you do is talk shit. And if you think that critical race theory is a good thing, then uh, you're not as smart as you think you are. Anyway, um, uh, if Biden does that, then we know exactly what's going to happen. One year later, Kamala will be our president. And Kamala is going to run us into the ground. We will be Venezuela 2.0. The United States of Kamala. That's what she's going to call us. She's going to make us a new flag and shit. It's going to have jail bars on it. With skeletons and stuff in it. Um... All right. <laughs> oh man. Um, I have so I have so much more stuff I want to talk about, but I I, I gotta save it for tomorrow. But I want to end on one more thing. Okay, because this one's crazy, and this this upsets me because like Candace Owens, I know I'm always talking about her because I love her. I think she's so smart, and um, I think she's cool as hell. Um, but Miley Cyrus's little sister called her a nappy-ass hoe because Candace Owens said that she doesn't think that men look masculine in dresses. O-M-G. You don't think a man looks masculine in a dress? Especially one like, uh, what's his name, War? Sorry, I... I don't really keep up with the pop politics, but you know who I'm talking about. I should do my research a little better, but you know who I'm talking about. He was on Vogue or something, the cover of Vogue or some Vanity Fair or some, something like that. But anyway, so here, I want you guys to listen to um, Candace's comeback. But uh, I don't, I, I have no words for this. Just listen to this, please.
Secretary of State, per the laws and the Constitution, would have to order that. He is. All right, guys, let's quickly get into this because I am seeing this trending all over Instagram. Um, for those of you that don't know what happened today, formerly known as Hannah Montana, her little sister. For those of you that are right there going, wait a second, Hannah Montana had a little sister, Miley Cyrus's little sister, you are literally me. I don't know everything, but I have discovered, learned today that Miley Cyrus has a little sister. And the best that I can gather, her name is Noah Cyrus. And um, her Instagram page, I just want to throw it in the shower. Everything about it, I just want to, my reaction is I just want to throw that, her, her person, everything she represents in the shower. That's just me because I live a different life than these celebrity Hollywood type people who are all trying to be so deep and subversive and are promoting, um, you know, sex and drugs and rock and roll to show people how deep and complicated they are. So we have another girl who grew up with absolutely everything, which is the exact opposite of me. This is how all of these Hollywood types are. Um, you know, she grew up in the house of Billy Ray Cyrus, by the way, Billy Ray, Tish Cyrus look like lovely people from everything I can see. Um, their children are a bit more complicated, but I have nothing bad to say um, about, you know, they don't look like a horrible set of parents to have. Obviously gave their kids everything they ever wanted. They had money. And these are the kind of kids that call up mom and, oh, what do you want to be? I want to be a singer. Okay, here's, let me get you a job at Disney. And now you get to have a show. What do you want to be, Noah? Oh, I want to be a singer. Okay, here, let me hook you up to a bunch of producers and you can just be whoever you want to be in life because we are remarkably rich and remarkably privileged. Exact opposite of how I grew up in my circumstances for those of you that follow me. Uh, some of us had to work. Some of our parents didn't um, have any access to any means, didn't have any money. Um, and But these people, uh, Harry Styles being another example of this, by the way, and I will say this, this is where she decided to jump in on the Harry Styles non-feud. I call it a non-feud because at the end of the day, Harry Styles and I respected each other. There was no reason for either one of us to speak out of each other's names. He did not refer to me in any sexist or racist or misogynist terms. I did not need uh, to use any slurs to make my point that I don't think men wearing dresses is masculine. I stand by that. I'm never going to change an opinion. Men who wear dresses do not look masculine. I believe in gender roles. I believe in gender identity. Since the beginning of time, men and women have dressed differently. Um, and I'm comfortable with that. If, if, you know, Harry Styles wants to wear a dress, he's certainly welcome to. Um, he wore that dress because he wanted to invite a conversation about men wearing dresses. And I had a right to respond and say, I don't think it's manly, and I think that we are increasingly encouraging men to act like women. Um, again, kept it respectful. I guess little Noah Cyrus saw this, little privileged Noah Cyrus, but if you look at her page, she looks very underprivileged. She wants you to buy into the underprivilege of her page on Instagram. You know, she posts George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Uh, you know, she's super woke, woke to the causes around her, smoking a joint. You know, she really wants you to understand the struggle of being wealthy, a wealthy elitist, and how deep and dark it can be when you have everything handed to you. Um, so she's just trying to actively destroy her life because it's perfect, right? <laughs> um, she sees this conversation going back and forth and decides to jump into it and refer to me as a nappy ass hoe. Oh, okay. I guess because I don't agree with the perversion of Hollywood, because I don't agree with the way people like her 
um, are driving our young kids. People like her and other privileged people are driving our kids towards perversions. And not, it's not about diversity, it's about perversity. As I said before, um, she decided to throw in, Candace is, a, you know, I guess I'm a nappy asshole who's jealous of the fact that Harry Styles looks better than me in a dress, okay? Besides the fact that it is just such an immature statement to even say, just think about the fact that we continually hand these white privileged liberals an excuse and the permission to attack people. They're allowed to be racist as long as they're racist to the right kind of black person, right? So I'm a black conservative. I believe in values. I believe in family. I believe in men and acting like men, women acting like women. I believe, um, you know, in, in the church. I believe in the Bible and I believe in having a faith. And I, you know, believe in rearing children, um, in a very different direction than Hollywood is trying to currently rear them in. Um, who who is giving these white liberals permission to go around using slurs and saying this sort of stuff when they disagree with the black conservative who doesn't hold their privileged worldview? You know, um, I'm glad that Noah Cyrus can wake up and pick a career, right? <laughs> Decide what she wants to do for a living. Um, uh, but the majority of Americans can't do that. The majority of Americans don't get to put on pretty ball gowns and go on the cover of Vogue and make people think that they're so deep and complicated. Uh, you know, Harry Styles, another person who grew up with money, parents that worked in finance. Um, he's, but he's been very open about his privilege. And again, I will say above and beyond, Harry Styles had, did not say anything rude, um, back to me. He did a tongue in cheek photo back, which I think is totally fine and keeps the conversation going. Um, but the point is, is that you have a bunch of remarkably privileged people who suddenly feel the permission to dismiss the comments and the opinions of people that don't come from the same backgrounds as them. Um, you know, Hollywood actually does view themselves as elite, that they have this elitist opinion that they're moving the world forward when they don't even understand what the world is because they haven't built anything in their world, right? These people are people that were handed everything by their parents. Um, they don't know what a day of hard work is like. They are out of touch with the American people. They're upset about the expression, bring back manly men, because they've never seen what a day of, of hard work is done by a manly man. They don't know what it's like um, to have to have parents that have sacrificed everything for their children, to give their children one opportunity to walk through the door. And when those kids get that one opportunity to walk through the door, they're not gonna be wearing a Dior ball gown. Um, you know, people that have to play by a different set of rules. Um, it's great. I'm so glad that Harry has enough privilege that he gets to put a banana in his mouth and pretend he's giving fellatio um, to another man for the sake of shock culture and getting applauded by a bunch of other millionaires in Hollywood. Um, that's not the way the average person lives. And the average person cannot relate to that. The average person understands um, that that is no way, that is no direction, again, to rear children in. Um, I think it's great that Noah Cyrus can, you know, tattoo her whole body and uh, put naked images on the internet and smoke smoke marijuana and pot and show people uh, how subversive she is. Um, the majority of people don't get those opportunities in life and, and still get to be able to make money and have a career and have a place uh, to lay their head down to sleep. And here's the thing, um, you don't look happy, right? So um, I appreciate that you decided to give an apology, a weak apology by saying you didn't know what the word nappy meant once people started telling you um, that there was obviously racist undertones to what you said. Um, and you could have had the spine to actually apologize to me directly. Um, 
You obviously know what nappy means, okay? No one had to give you a history of what the word nappy means. You meant it directed at me. You meant it to me because I'm black. And um, at the end of the day, I was just pointing out the irony because if any white conservative had ever come out of their mouth, a white conservative had turned around and called a black liberal nappy, they would have been canceled yesterday. They would have had everything taken from them and their entire careers um, would have been over forever. But again, because you are privileged, um, you get some sort of a pass and... And at the end of the day, if you're legitimately sorry, I forgive you. I'm not a person who believes in cancel culture, but um, I do believe that every element of what you represent needs to be canceled from culture. Um, and I just wanted to use my platform to say, to remind you, Noah, uh, that I still do not think that men wearing, you know, thousand dollar ball gowns on the cover of Vogue um, is an image that should be projected to society. And that those are not the kind of men um, that are going to be able to lead. And uh, I, I, while I appreciate the talents that Harry Styles has, um, the point is, is that Hollywood spent today having Chris Pratt trend and asking for his cancellation. He was trending on Twitter because he goes to church and he has values and he respects his family, despite the fact that he's never spoken out on politics. This is the same Hollywood that applauded, you know, Ellen Page for coming out and saying that going forward, she'd like to be called Elliot Page and she views herself as transgendered um, and the same Hollywood that applauded Harry Styles for putting on a dress. So when morality somehow gets treated like a perversity um, and when people that are going through various different struggles get put on a platform and applauded, um, you know, there's something weird happening in Hollywood. And I speak out for people that understand that and people that want um, a society that does not treat normal like it's a taboo, that does not treat you know society norms like it's a taboo. Um, again, I think everybody should live their life and do what makes them happy. Um, but <laughs> you didn't have to call me a nappy ass hoe because uh, I don't think men in dresses look masculine. That's common sense. They don't bring back family men. So do you think that's okay? She called her a racial slur like that. Don't you just find it so funny that the people that are always lecturing us about how we're so bad, how we're racist, how we're sexist, homophobic, transphobic. Um, I forget the one for the immigration, xenophobic, how we're all these bad things how uh, we don't accept climate change, how we're climate change deniers, we're Nazis, we're fascists. And the best part is fascists are people that if you don't believe in what they believe in, they don't want you alive, they don't want to kill you, they don't like you, they hate you. And that's exactly what these people are, but they call us fascists. So... um you got to laugh sometimes, but I think that we might be in the early stages, if not the later, of having the fight of our life. I think we are right now in an info war for sure. Um, not only with China, even though China has a lot to do with this, but with ourselves. And I think we need to start coming together. I can say that, you know. Let's get together, hold hands when we be. You know what I mean? I can say all that nice stuff, blah, blah, blah. But no, we really do need to come together as a country. And usually it's, you know, tragedies and shit like that that make us come together. 
like the coronavirus should have. And we should have all got angry at China. But what was weird was that the Democrats, they didn't get, they didn't say one damn thing about China. And that I don't like. And that kind of weirds me out. You know what I mean? Are they, were they in on it with China? Was it about money? What's it about? I don't know. George Soros sure loves to uh, play games. Bill Gates sure loves to play games. There's a lot of people. And, you know, and one thing I do believe in, and this might sound, you know, odd to some, but I do believe in Satanism. I do believe in good versus evil. I do believe in, you know, standing up for what you believe in. I say it every time, every day, and I'm going to keep saying it. And I think if you back down, um, too much, you know, some people have mouths to feed and the other things to worry about, but there's a point. And I just, I hope you don't reach that point that you're going to have to pick a side or, you know, do something that you might not wanted to have to do. But the way things are turning out, it looks like, uh, it may come to that, but let's pray to God. It really doesn't because we don't need that. We do not need that. But anyway, that is episode 33 done. Everything under the sun. Ain't nobody messing with sun because I got a couple of guns under my... I don't know. I'm not really that good of a rapper. Anyway, so I hope you guys all have a good day. And remember, tell your friends about my podcast, uh, especially if they're centrist or not into politics at all. Maybe they'll get interested in them. Because <laughs> everything is so political And I really wish it wasn't And I wanted to stop doing like the pol- the more political shows But it's like It's getting worse and worse And if Joe Biden gets in man And he starts doing this stuff I'm going to have to yell and scream about it So you're going to be hearing me But I'll have two different shows And uh, I'll be getting into the video shows Like I said so you guys will be seeing me Which means I'll be having to get my hair cut more well, my beard, sadly. But I think it looks makes me look tougher, so hey, whatevs. You gotta you're giving what wait, what is it? <laughs> you get what you get and you don't get upset, right? So, um yeah, tell your friends to listen and uh I'm on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, I'm on I'm on several different platforms. So whatever platform you wanna listen to me on, you can listen to me on. You don't have to do it from the anchor. So you can find me almost anywhere. So tell them that. Hit them up. Let's make this show bigger. It's growing, which is cool. And I'm getting people from like all over the world, which is actually pretty cool. So um, I'm happy people are listening. Um, And I hope you guys enjoy it. And it's going to get better. I'm going to start doing some more skits, some more funny stuff, uh, you know, just to lighten up things and uh some more topics and have some more people on like i said so um i hope everyone has a great day and i'll talk to you soon things are getting weird what the hell is going on this is what the world looks like now things are getting weird but all i know all i know wake up wake up wake up wake up wake up wake up